Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more hidden among the towering stacks of your library, your secretive book repair studio. I thought we'd uh, have another look around here. Over it's- here we have the, uh, the the shelves of the rare leathers which are used in, uh, in, in binding the ancient tomes. So where are these sourced from? Like, are these ancient leathers themselves? Some of them are, yes. Uh, some people I've got... Well, some high-quality leathers. You said for... the word people, and I'm just immediately distressed about, again, the source of these leathers. Oh, no, it's not people. Not this repair shop. <laughs> uh, well, over here, if you look at the window, you've got a lovely view of the duck pond, which, oh. I've, which I've actually decided to, I'm going to rename it the reflecting pool, because I think it's, it's a very good place to reflect on the fact that on you the shouldn't tragedy. leave the library raptors <laughs> next to the duck pond. Well, yes. I've had some, I've had some chance to, to, some time to reflect on that, and if the, if the ducks ever return, maybe we'll, we'll yes. find a new preserve for them. Mm. Still, sorry about that. Confit au canard. Ooh. Duck preserve. Ah, that's excellent, excellent. Mm. Well, uh, I appreciate this this tour. I have been rather curious because I've been in here this whole last week. How? Do you know how you, uh, how, how my library card doesn't yes. work on the door? Oh, yes. Well, it doesn't work to let me out either. And I kind of hung out after, after we did our recording. I, I locked the door with you still in here. That must how, how careless of me. But I'll, let's say I'll, I'll ask the security guards to see if there were any apprehensions. Yeah, okay. uh, and, uh, oh, are they the ones who um, who photograph me with infrared cameras? Which is where you got the photo from of, of me sleeping, the infrared photo of me sleeping. From oh no, the no, 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 no! That was something else entirely. Okay, it's cool. Like, no, no, no! Don't worry about that. Don't. I'm I'm interested in meeting these security guards. Like, oh, are they? No, you're not. No, okay. No, no. you're really not. They're, they're not, not human companionable. Ish. Like, I mean, you can communicate with them. It's fine. Okay. Well, um, you can forgive me for my, my extreme yes. interest in something that that you can talk to, uh, mm-hmm. given my, my. I mean, I won't say isolation. Well, You've been doing a weekly podcast. No, so you can talk to them. They're not really going to talk back. Oh, and then they're not much better than the, than the Velibra Raptors. No, absolutely. And the Velibra Raptors are a lot better than they I was the going to say, in a lot of yeah. Ways, yes. Like they, they, they've started responding to their names. Oh, cool. Yes. Um, even to the point where some of them have objected to their names. I, I, oh. I thought I'd continue with, uh, uh, after naming Guinevere, mm-hmm. um, that I'd continue with, uh, uh, with the King Arthur the and Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I saw one of them with a long robe and a pointy hat. I think I may have started wrong with, uh, uh, the Knights of the Round Table. They seem to be more like, I guess, Smurfs. They're, they're picking one affectation each, and that's going to be their identity. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, could I maybe interest you in like writing the, down some of this research? I mean, like keep a journal or something? As long oh, as I know this, which this, of this, the inks are safe. Oh, there's plenty. Uh, let me grab you one of the blank books from around here. And uh, Now, are those safe? Well, if I give you the right one, then yes, it should oh, be fine. Oh, okay, good, good. And good. then just like, well, I'll just use a box standard ballpoint pen. You know, that should be okay. And again, unless it's a purple one. But- what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is fine. I'm going to, I'm going to accept this at face value. And unless we're you want going a quill. To be, well, there are plenty of duck feathers lying about. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That I mean, would, I've got that a jar of Prussian. Be... I've got a jar of Prussian blue here somewhere. Prussian blue. What's that? Mm. Well, it's a particular kind of chemical uh, reaction. It makes very pretty blue colors. Yes. No, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Cool. I'll, yes. I'll be. Uh, uh, oh, what was the old, uh, the old word for it? Naturalist. Yes. So oh. Just grab one of the ballpoints. So like Science. The, the ones we, which, I love it. The, the ones which say the library on the side. You can read yes, that? Yes, yes. Excellent. 
Excellent. Wait, they all say the library on it. Yes. Are there ones that don't say the library on them? Uh, yes, but maybe not here. Okay. I'm just saying that Another these, quest. This is good. No, that's the fine. That's simple fine. ballpoint pen. And then maybe something else is, is better. Yes. And as long as I don't write purple, but that should be fine. And I will find that out as we as yes, we go along. You will definitely find that out. See, I I kind of like this. I kind of like uh, adventure. Adventure, right? I like these fantastic. these these little these little I quests. You, I thought you'd be fantastic for the job. A job? Well, job, job. You know. Well, okay. <laughs> position. So position. Even then, like, still okay. Yes. I'm curious to find what position I applied for and how, well, uh, as I'm sure the audience are as well. well but your, your card says junior librarians. So. Holy shit! You're right. It didn't say that before. Well, I'm sure it did. Uh, no, I think we established in canon that I read it previously, and it just said it's such a library card, yes. and then khaki, and then an infrared photo of me sleeping, mm. and then a whole bunch of silver no, filigree. Like, but now it also as says... As of now, it's always said. It has always been... Ah, okay, you, okay. You might, you might be wrong. You're not wrong that you read it like that. I'm just I'm just wrong to assume that that would have still been the case. Okay, yes. then I have one more question. Oh, so yeah. it says Go junior ahead. librarian. Yes. Now, where do I fit on the hierarchy compared to the little librarianess? She's on the side of the orc chart. That's a very cat thing to do, yeah. Uh, you know, so like technically she reports to me, but you know, cat's reporting. Does she know that? Because she seems awfully miffed when she's mowing at me and I don't obey whatever the fuck it is that she wants. I think that's just a cat thing. Okay, well yeah. then I'll be able to get along. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, junior librarian, look at me go. Yeah, there you go. I've only been here 25 weeks moving already. Up in, moving up in the world. Where did I start? You've always been What's... a junior librarian. Oh, now? Yes. Right, right. Okay, cool. This is getting out of control. Uh, apologies to new readers at home, by the way, for the increasingly unnecessary lore that's that's spinning out around this literary review podcast. Uh, people do seem to enjoy uh, uh, the adventures that I'm having in the uh, in Kay's library, so we'll continue to report on them. Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, we have some serious business to do, namely the serious business of reviewing books. So, Absolutely. what do we have in store for our readers this week? Ah, this week's book is Dewclaw by Stephen Grisham. Yeah. I wonder if he's related to the other famous Grisham. That's Grisham with an I. This is Grisham oh. with an E. Well, you never know with writers. Ian Banks and Ian M. Banks. Oh, yeah, so that's right. Just, it could just like be a slightly different spelling of his surname uh, to yeah. indicate his different uh, genre. Because this is quite unlike any of the other Grisham novels that people are used to. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very fair to say. Certainly the cover doesn't feature like a concerned professional-looking uh, uh, mid-twenties type. No. It features so well it's a skeleton with a banjo and a charming red cat because back then when this book was written red caps were still charming <laughs> yeah it might be a red socks fan who knows oh, um it's, uh, it's not a red sock it's a red cap no i know i know but what else would be red you know i'm looking at it and it's bulgier than a than a, it looks like a baseball cap yeah, but it has an almost cartoony duckbill sweeping up mm. and the and the and the cap over the head is sort of sort of bulbous which I guess it would have to be in order There's, to fit the skull. There is a surprising large difference in cap styles I recently discovered. That like oh. you've got baseball caps and truckers hats and this and that. And Wait, they're like, different. It's hard to find like what the what the actual difference is. Yeah, like, I mean, I've got a fairly big head. <laughs> yeah, well. uh, and uh, so yeah, most like one size fits all caps don't fit me. No, same. It's too tight. It just sits on my head like an eggshell or something like that. It just yeah. doesn't work. And you just need a cap with a wide bill, otherwise it makes my head all egg shaped. 
Yeah, yeah, I've got that too. And then there's, of course, the whole straight bill and bent bill. And you can start fights by grabbing someone's cap and go like, oh, you forgot to bend your, the, the bill of your cap, you know? And I'll take the, and I'll take the stickers <laughs> off for you while you're at, yeah. while I'm at it. <laughs> no, that'll, that'll generally do it. Grabbing something of somebody else's well, and modifying that, that, it for them is like yes. walking through somebody's library and going, oh, your spines are uncracked. Here, let me fix that yes, for you. Yes, well. No, that that wasn't me. No, no, I know, I know. I've seen the cracked spines, and uh, like one of my many quests is to find out who cracked those spines. Like, yeah, that is- a lot of the books were already cracked when they were acquired. But yeah, the people who would like bend the book, uh, take a pocket and kind of like bend it over in half. Yeah, it's ruining it. A shocking moment also was when a, uh, when a. Uh, a couple who were like on vacation together and they said for some reason decided to go their separate ways for like one wanted to go one way, one wanted to go the other. And so they decided like, Oh, I'm just going to go this way for a few days. But they were reading the same book. Oh. Uh, and one of them was like much further in the other one. So they basically, she went like, Oh, where were you at? And goes like, Oh, I was at page uh, 216. She goes up to 216, takes a bread knife and goes. <laughs> Just cuts the thing down the right. Like, okay, you take the second half. I'll take the first half. And in two or three days, when we meet up again, I will. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh! Just don't do that. Not even to a pocket, you know. It's I, I kind of like that. It's I kind very of think pragmatic. It's, it's cool. Yeah. So back to Ronnie Redcap. I think the main character was called. Oh, is that right? Do you have that on your notes? Yeah, I have that on my notes. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's true then. The banjo player, the the, the front man of the band, so to speak. His nickname is already kind of a, an allusion to his quasi-Irish ancestry. Oh, yes. Like the, 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 the red cap that he wears. A red cap is, of course, a name for one of the uh, mythological creatures. Yes, in, one uh, of the fae. Yeah, that's right. So folk. what are they What are they known for? Killing people. That's why their caps are red. They kill people and then that's... they use the, their blood to dye their hats. I mean, these jolly old legends, these these charming little oh, leprechauns, they're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're really are all yeah. terrible. Like, uh, I believe uh, Gaelic mythology also has a condition where your soul is just destroyed when you drown. Oh. There is no afterlife for you. No, None of the gods I come to... I guess that's why Kelpies are such nasty critters. Um, but not so much Ronnie Redcap. Oh, like no, he's, no. he's rather a... A, a jolly chap. Yes. I mean, he uh, he just works at his job at the uh, Crawfish Boil and Country Jam. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course, he's got his little band on the side. And he plays the open mics night at the at the Country Jam, of course. The Battle of the Bluegrass Bands in the Crawfish Boil and Country Jam, where they're uh, preparing for. It's like he's excited with his own band. Yeah. People that he's grown up with. Uh, 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 it's the old, like, Summer of 69 kind yes, of story. They were in a it's uh, his uh, best friend, Johnny Five Toes. Gotta to, got to wonder about that nickname. I mean, there's the scene at the swimming hall just being described as like having ten toes and like his feet are completely normal. And so yeah. and it's like, why is he called Five Toes? Well, they've got five toes and one foot. And it's, five on the other. Like, yeah, completely straight. And this, but this, that's his nickname. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know. It seems like the kind of... The kind of nickname that someone gives themselves in order to and then, invite these stories, and then kind of it questions. just, just sticks. This was a trend among all of his friends. Like they all have these extremely literal, extremely obvious, like surface level. Like in his case, red cap, and he just wears a red cap all yeah. day long. Uh, and then you had uh, the local fisherwomen, Ichthia and Plesia. Ichthia, like the Ichabolt? No, where's Ichthyosaur? Like uh, uh, it means fish lizard. Oh, okay. And then Plesiosaur is also an aquatic uh, right, uh, yes. uh, dinosaur. So it's not like itchy and pleasy or something. The rowdy gentleman who called them that did not last very well, long. No, and... that's like he ended up with his face in the boil tank until his nose was red as a lobster. So, uh, yes, it's the lead up to the Battle of the Bands, and uh, Ronnie is having like many arguments uh, 
with his manager because like he's trying to like skive off and practice and uh, the manager obviously wants him to keep boiling the crawfish but he's like this is my big chance he also knows he's playing in his boss's play so it's like you know but first night of the battle it's a multi-thing battle which is fought out in various uh, establishments around the county they're they're like deadheads following this battle of the bands around the around the county and also it's like it puts some it puts some money in the till for uh, various watering hole owners. Yes, so big is the disappointment for Ronnie when uh, his big rifle six dildo Bob shows up <laughs> with his uh, yeah. with his new with his own band. Uh, yeah. I, he, he thinks he has it in the bag. You know how it goes. He's placed it. Said a few other bands play, and he's like he's clearly winning. And then suddenly the doors get kicked open, and they go like, yeah, and we here still comes. need to play. <laughs> and uh, of course, they completely wipe the floor with their uh, song, the uh, bluegrass samba from hell. Bringing I mean, down the house almost literally. As much as I appreciate Six Dildo Bob's sense of theatricality, it's something mm. that uh, 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 my new Viliberaptor family and I share. Mm, like yes. the way he kicks in the door just when uh, 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 Ronnie Redcap and his... What's his band called? Oh, um, I think I forgot to write that down. It's mentioned in the beginning of the book. Um, yeah. It's... Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Him and his band... Swamp Thang. Oh, Swamp Thang. Yes, of course. Who could forget Swamp yeah. Thang? <laughs> it's got a lovely Swamp twang to thang. it. <laughs> you give me everything. <laughs> yeah. You find everything. That was actually the theme tune to Swamp Thing, the, the cartoon in oh, the 1990s. Oh, you find everything. I never saw that. You make everything nasty. Yeah. That was the creature, creature of the Black Lagoon. Did that get a remake? No, no, that wasn't... Like, wasn't that the thing that was played by Hannibal Lecter? No, not Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal, what's his name, from the A-Team. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he always had that weird ghillie suit type thing, because he was always, like, doing acting jobs and trying to... Wait, the character Hannibal yes. from Hannibal the A-Team? Team. No, yeah. In uh, character, in yes. the A-Team, he was doing acting jobs on the side? Yes. And was he always chewing on that same Yes, and he had, the, like, he had this, like, this weird, like, swamp thing oh, ghillie God. suit that he uh, occasionally was in. Because <laughs> I always wondered, like, how do these guys get funded how does anyone get in touch well, apparently with them? they pay well that's the thing you get in touch through the chinese laundry that's like a canonical thing from the story as well oh wow and but how and supposedly you have to pay them but like it's almost always pro bono because it's always the poor and poor and down yeah, who are, yeah who exactly get in touch with them and it's, yet, nevertheless, they can afford to like weld armored trucks together well, they, they from spare do, parts do that, that have too. lying around. Exactly. Well, that's always the spare parts, like you. Know, so. And then they machine gun people unconscious and yes. machine gun them into submission. And then, like so many of these episodes, just end up with with them lassoing the bad guys and dropping them off in front of the police station. Book them, boys. As if the problem was that the police just couldn't find them. Now that we've yeah. found them, we oh. know that they're evil and we can put them now in the Now we can charge the them for the dubious things that they were doing. Next time, stop or we'll say stop again. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah. Although I do appreciate stories where the conflict is resolved through mm-hmm. something other than than violence. Oh, yes. It's a very hard thing to make exciting. Well, like, especially on TV, yeah. We, we, we like theatricality, which is, I guess, why Six Dildo Bob makes such an impression. Like, kicking open the door, unannounced, throwing the first two of his six dildos into the into the audience. Like, yes. the first one is just a surprise. The second one, you know six dildo bobs in town. Mm, and exactly. then you're just waiting for the third and fourth, and he just makes you and wait when he, for when he, it. And when he uses that last one on the guitar, man, it's like... The yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> the sustain on that thing. Yeah, well, it just keeps on going. It's and like everybody a, keeps a count, and then he's down to five. I guess they use Energizer batteries for them. <laughs> <laughs> those are vibrators you're thinking of. Yeah. Dildos are just... Do you know what dildos are? Know, do you know where the word comes from? There is a town called Dildo, uh-huh. which shares its name with a, a, a manufacturer of very early uh, glass test tubes. Oh. 
Okay, I can see where this is going. Right. So you can you if you're using a glass to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Moving safely along. Moving, sw- moving swiftly. Fortunately, onwards. none of the dildos, the di- six dildo Bob throws into the audience, are, are hollow of, and made of glass. glass yes, no, they're they're, they're just, just quite respond. They're the they're yeah. the bouncy ones. Like it's kind of a cool thing to be able to catch one of six dildo Bob's dildos. And yes. Like you stick them on your forehead and hey, look at me, I'm a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six dildo Bob wins this episode of the Battle of the Bands hands yeah. down, and uh, Ronnie is sitting moping away in his crawfish uh, after the. Uh, you can understand how dejected he is. Oh, totally. Because this is like he's uh, the local favorites oh absolutely and um, then in comes six dildo bob and like most of these battle of the bands it's a it's a, a voice vote yeah shouting the players down which brings in the character of dio dante i mean he was in the audience and he was watching and he's like he's like sitting there like maybe like people were speculating about who he is it's like is he a scout is he like yeah they thought at first that he was a critic yes so there was uh, clearly someone who was there Looking to be impressed and not being impressed. Goes up to Ronnie and uh, tells him, uh, like, oh, I mean, I see you've got the chops, boy, but you don't have the talent. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, you've got the spirit, but you don't have the training. Diamond in the rough. Yeah. Diamond in the rough. It's like a, he's got a face for radio, I believe, the phrase is. He's going to come to uh, uh, appreciate what he had previously. There's that, yes. <laughs> but yeah, little... this this was a moment of like it's a it's a, it's a real sort of local triumph where he's he's down in the dumps. Like he he, he knows that he's going to have to face uh, 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 six dildo Bob in the in the finals, and yes. in their current state, they really don't stand a chance because six dildo Bob just needs to play uh, uh, the bluegrass samba from hell again yeah, for a fresh audience. Like those wailing guitars and it'll, it'll bring him down and it's like he just doesn't have the thing to stand up to that. No, none of none of their like old standby songs like Swamp Thing. They they like their it's a lot of bit. It's a lot of ding 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 ding. Well, but, yeah, I mean he he plays the banjo, yeah, which is a does. complicated instrument to play, by the way. Oh, you ever looked into it? So it's 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 a picking thing. Uh, it's like you got like yeah, but there's a whole lot of components of. to the instrument that you have to maintain. Or it's oh, oh yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. There's something called a drone string, tenor banjos, and there's oh, a ukulele banjo, and you got six string banjos, which are just like basically weirdly tuned guitars. But yeah, the fifth string on a banjo is it, it, or a traditional banjo it only goes about halfway up the neck it's, it's oh okay and the, the characteristic sound comes from the fact that the bridge is resting on the drum uh, phase and that, right. and that and that causes a little bit of modulation in the sound that, uh, oh. that banjos are so, no, so known for does that also result in why they're so loud uh, they're no, really loud i think that's because it, well you, it depends on the type of banjo because you've got like uh, uh open back banjos uh and you've got re- banjos with reflector uh, and oh, that's okay. Like, yeah, there's a big difference uh, in those. Uh, but yeah, you needed that in the, in the past. You needed to stand up to the louder instruments that. Uh, oh, of uh, course. Bands. Uh, Certainly, once. Uh, uh, oh, okay. So I know a little bit about about music history uh, of uh, the Indonesian immigrants in in the Netherlands. They brought rock and roll with them which uh, uh, Indonesia had access to thanks to uh, the Pacific connection with Hawaii and American soldiers. Uh, so they introduced rock and roll to uh, to the Netherlands in the post-war period, but they were really averse to drums because they were yeah. too loud. Yes. So they, they, they very quickly embraced uh, 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 electric guitars, electric mm-hmm. instruments. Uh, there's, a, there's a great story by um, 
uh, one of the surviving members of rather a famous like Indo rock band tells mm-hmm. the story about how he uh, uh, started playing guitar while his his brother was initially much more successful as an athlete. Yes, um, being he's being uh, groomed for the for the Dutch Olympic team, but then he became jealous of his younger brother, so the man who's telling the the, the story, um, who was surrounded by girls all the time because he was playing his guitar. And, oh yeah, well, and that's, so can, that's you, that can you get me one of those things because that seems to be a chick magnet. <laughs> so being a good younger brother, he went off. To to one of his girlfriends and 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 talked to her to her dad and got him to loan a guitar for his brother to practice on and then he, he finally did that which he thought was a, a great favor yeah and then he went into the guitar uh, into the garage where he saw his big brother um, uh, uh, taking wire cutters to the to the oh guitar <laughs> because it's like no and she's like no six strings is too much clang clang four that's what I can handle I've got four <laughs> wow <laughs> became rather a good bassist as oh, a consequence I would hope so yeah. <laughs> Jeez, it's sort of like I, I sort of imagine like Bodie from uh, uh, that animated uh, that uh, cartoon oh, Rock yeah, Dog, yeah. where he has like a he actually puts extras because they have like the traditional uh, yak, a, yak, yak instruments or something like goats actually, but yeah, it sort of and, looks and he like puts a, extra strings on, yeah, yes. <laughs> higgledy piggledy. The drum thing, it's like it's not unusual. Um, Drums were like banned in the Grand Ole Opry for the longest time. It's like if you want a rhythm section, really? use, a, use a stand-up bass. You know, they were you're not allowed to have drums. I can't remember who it was, but at some point, someone was like, "Screw it! I'm just like going to blow that rule, and uh, I'm going to have a drummer on." Uh, well, you know, if you know what you're doing, then uh, uh, which apparently they do, makes a difference. So, and according to Dio Dante. Ronnie Redcap and Swamp Thang do know what they're do know what they're doing. Like, yeah, I mean, he says like he can make it happen. He can take them to the top, and, and all you got to do is sign it on the dotted line. Yeah, <laughs> like break off that crawfish leg, stab yourself in the thumb with it, and like write, write your, your name, name in, in blood. blood. Well, I think it's Cajun sauce at that point, but like the implication is quite. <laughs> yeah. The week afterwards, they're playing in uh, in Hell's Scullery. Up in uh, New Yonkers, yep, and that's like that's uh, that's Six Dildo Bob's house hometown. So Six Dildo Bob's not like ah, playing for the home crowd. Yeah, you've got it in the bag. And I mean, they arrive and half the audience is waving dildos in the air. Exactly. And, goes, dildo, and it's dildo. It's, 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 I think it's really well done in the book that after they do the whole contract signing thing, the story jumps over to Bob's perspective for a bit. He's like riding the town. He's got all the chicks or the boys and talk of the town, cock of the walk. I really appreciated that as well. Like flipping this perspective of a, 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 a more successful like rival as a, a as a villain and flipping it like he's also a local country uh, yeah. hero. Um, who worked county. his way up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had to earn his his reputation and he had to build a brand, as we call it these days. So from his perspective, the opportunity that's that's being afforded to, uh, uh, to Swamp Thang, one that he was working for so hard, is now snatched away from him. Yeah. The, the ultimate goal of the Battle of the Bands, hoping to get noticed and break through, yes. is now passed by, despite the fact that he's on his way to win, has already been given to... Ronnie Redcap with yes. Swamp Thang. Ronnie shows up with his band and he actually plays it a little bit meek. It in he lets uh, Six Dildo Bob do the do his gloating bit and uh, <laughs> and then like he completely smashes us out of the ballpark. I believe they called it in America. 
And is that uh, what they smashes it out the ballpark? Is that an expression? I don't know. It's like I mean, I know it's hitting it out the park. Hitting it out of the park. I don't know. No, I like yours better. Smashing See, I like I like idioms that go on that are just a little bit too expressive and <laughs> just a little bit too explanatory. Like <laughs> it's not just keep your head on a swivel. It's no do extra yoga and really rotate your neck like an owl. That, yeah. That's a much better idiom. That's fantastic. So yeah, let's smash it out of the ballpark with our hammers. So yeah, uh, Ronnie. Like wins it in the uh, in the final round, despite having to claw his way back from uh, being behind in score, uh, he still manages to uh, like bring in the battle of the bands and gets set those, off on like, his wave of success. Old fashioned tropes that I do still kind of appreciate, where self confidence is so important and so like a, a much bigger factor than even the training that the uh, that the characters have done. Well. And Dio paying off people in the back. There's, there's, there's plenty of examples in, in, in literary history of um, someone being given a magic talisman oh, that yes. makes them very good at something. And, and, and no, like, it's, oh, it's, it's just a, it's yeah. just a rock. Dumbo, you just need to believe in the yourself. Feather and- uh, Ron Weasley and the, and, the, and the little bottle of luck. Oh, yes. Um, in, in, in Harry Potter. When he was doing the Quidditch. Yes, uh, that's right. Thing. I know that Diodante was probably finagling a little behind the scenes, well, but I yes. do like to believe that it was mostly the, the shot of confidence because Ronnie Redcap and Swamp Thang are excellent musicians. Yes. They, they ride their wave. They get the, they get the local radio geek that went with the winning the Battle of the Bands, which he almost deems below himself. Yeah, yeah. His arrogance it over, goes I mean, out, it goes for all of them. Yes. Uh, uh, Johnny Five Toes and, uh, uh Zoltair? Zoltair? No. <laughs> Johnny Five Toes and Zoltair. Like, <laughs> You, you, I mean, you immediately know who's the drummer, right? He's the one who doesn't have a name that fits with the with the rest of the pattern. Mm. Um, but yeah, like they 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 all start getting too too big for their britches within minutes. Oh, absolutely! Of signing this contract that none of them read. And you know, Dio goes like, "Well, congratulations!" Like, "Oh, well, I'd like you guys to uh, play on my little soiree." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, come on, we can't do that. We're too big." Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, no, you really should. I mean, don't you? You owe it to your good pal Dio, don't you? And yeah, because like he begrudgingly admits that he does. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, this like he gets told to show up for the. Uh, Monster Mash. Monster Mash. That's the way it goes to show up. <laughs> yeah. It was a graveyard it smash. Mashed. So they, they, they walk in and it really fits all the other stereotypes of that, that popular novelty song where, uh, uh they have to enter the venue through a laboratory because I was working in my lab late one night. Do we know the rest of the words between I, us? I don't. Do you know the Monster Mash at I, all? I, I, yeah, I've heard, I mean, I've heard They it, did the mash. They did the monster mash. It was the graveyard smash. Who sang that? I know it was popularized by the likes of Dr. Demento. Mm. I have a friend who wrote a song called Make America Great Britain Again, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I believe was requested by uh, uh, by Dr. Demento himself. He was, oh, he was yes. very proud when he got that uh, that email. <laughs> I can well imagine. So, yeah, they show up to the uh, uh, the monster mash, and I guess... I mean, one of the first things they see when they walk in is a, is a brandy glass full of brown M&Ms, mm. which... They take no notice of, um, but which I think was was Dio Dante giving them a little a little hint that they oh, should yes. have read the the fine print. Yes, because of really. the. Do you know which band it was? Um, I think that it was had Van the, Halen. 
Van Halen, that sounds like, oh, inter- um, um, Dutch-Indonesian uh, rockers, yes, by the way. Yeah. In their standard rider, like on page 18, uh, the rider is the contract that's yeah. uh, uh, signed by every spe- venue. Spe- yeah, specifies like everything. The electricals, yep. like the supplies that they need, what kind of plugs and what kind of staff and all of that. Uh, and like page 18 listed a brandy glass full of brown M&Ms. No, no, and, and back of a, a, a bowl of M&Ms with all the brown ones removed. Oh, that's the one? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the brandy glass, that was a... That was a, a, a an exaggeration of this story and I think Wayne's World too. Yeah, and it's basically them like if it's there then they know that they've read the contract and it's probably they've probably done what it says and if it's not then yeah, and that it. means everything needs to be checked up to and including the load capacity of the stage because it has happened that like people show up and they go like yeah whatever it's like we've got a big strong stage and then the band starts loading it up and they crashed through it because no. it's simply because the stage wouldn't hold their equipment. Oh. And it's, it's literally because of that stuff that they went to, that, that they had that the thing in the contract. That and, and like very electrocutions yeah. and uh, uh, light failures, uh, Just fires. Like, yeah, it was like we need to like make sure that they know what the hell they're talking about. So the monster master seems seems well equipped for uh, uh, for Swamp Thang to do their thing. Yeah, and, and they think like, oh, this is a cool uh, dress up uh, party. It's like it's called called Balmask or uh, Balmaske. Balmaske. Yeah, I always forget when when the e is and when it isn't silent. It's uh, well, whenever it has a uh, an, an accent, oh god! I saw a fantastic joke on Twitter. You can either live as a fan of the linguistic accent, or you can die a critic. Oh, <laughs> the woman who wrote that, she is my hero. Uh, I think I felt that one somewhere, somewhere beneath my third. Rib. Well, I really like it, and well, I tell you what, I'm going to credit this woman in the uh, in the show notes. Oh, 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 oh! By the way, uh, um, for the readers at home, if you, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while, but if you look down at your podcast device right now, you should should be seeing uh, uh, today's cover. Uh, and otherwise, you can look in the show notes for an image and a link, and credits to this uh, uh, this fantastic tweet. And so, um, well, this is when things start start going, yes. uh, getting out of yeah, hand. Dio going right? like, "Hey, guys, you're not in costume yet," with his sly <laughs> little grin yeah. on his face, and two electrodes in his hands. Oh, well, you can kind of imagine the fact that he's like the way he's looking at Ronnie's uh, neck. He's like he's searching for <laughs> yes. two bolts, which are supposed to be sticking <laughs> yeah. out the sides. There, I think uh, that's I think that's Johnny Five Toes's uh, ultimate fate. Oh. Yes, gets his guitar hooked up. What happens to Zoltaire? There is an unfortunate legendary history of drummers expiring in in, uh, oh. in significant bands because obviously it's one of the more like physically demanding uh, instruments. So uh, him literally just dying in the middle of the show and then getting back up. And he keeps going. Well, the the, uh, the flesh is sagging. Yeah, I mean, from David his... Grohl's got nothing on this guy. I mean, he's. <laughs> I mean, he plays yeah. through with a broken leg. This guy plays through when he's dead. He had his uh, brandy glass of flesh-eating bacteria, which he wasn't aware of, and it gets. Oh no! That, I think that was Ronnie Redcap that uh, uh, that took that particular drink oh, of the. Yes. Because at first, remember? Do you remember in this book that we read? Uh, yeah. At first, Ronnie Redcap and uh, and and Zoltaire mm-hmm. um, uh, think that they're both suffering the the the, the same fate, like they're their skin grows sallow yes. and, the, uh, and their muscles start to atrophy but while Zoltaire stands back up and with his with his with his rotting flesh can at least continue drumming yeah. it comes just sloughing off of poor Ronnie Redcap's yeah. body to his great surprise and like there's a there's a kind of a, a parallel I thought to those those stress dreams of being nude in uh, while while performing mm-hmm. that this really rang like not only do he, oh so what you mean you yeah. know his his literal flesh comes off of his bones leaving him a, a, a blue eyed skeleton until he's just wearing his red cap one advantage of being of uh, that happening is you don't need a guitar pick anymore. 
That's true. That's true. To be honest, fretting is like a lot harder. On the other hand, you can play a slide now. You have to get get your like the right part of your finger on your. uh... So over the course of this this monster mash, where they're uh, per their per their due clause uh, in their in their contract, they find themselves transformed into the preternatural creatures of the night. Yes. uh, uh, Alongside all the all the other members of the the Balmasque, who are who are quite delighted that their uh, their ranks are being uh, filled out by some of these. And let's be fair, fairly talented uh, 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 country yokels that yep. need to be inducted into the into the ways of the city and the, the nightlife. Haha, <laughs> nightlife. It could have been a story that was about mockery and about exploitation. Like, yeah, Diodante tricked them in, into this faith that they didn't know they were signing up for. Yeah. But once there, like, they're not the laughing stock. Like, they are, I mean, one of the the few sets of musicians well, in this it's, community it's of, of It's one of the things that Dio, Dio does. I mean, it's like his, his, his devilish reputation. I mean, he is the man at the crossroads. He is the guy who makes the deals. He's the man with the golden fiddle. Like, I, I play Johnny with, uh, with the fiddle. And someone else goes, like, you lost that match. He goes, like... I threw that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> you know, it's, he's the mover and the shaker, literally, when it comes to the, the music business in the infernal uh, circuit. The fact that he doesn't immediately lose interest in, in, in them kind of made me hopeful that this would be a story about, about uh, like, their, their ascent to success. But success, as we all know, has a bit of a downside, namely... it. Arrogance. And we saw Ronnie no, Redcap yeah, well, fall into it. Yeah, that. Yeah. You, like, immediately. The band falls to the, the, the stress of all of its members, like, feeling that they should be more successful than the band itself is allowing them to be. Ah, yes, but that's a common thing in bands. Yeah, like... resulting in the inevitable but highly dramatic breakup and where they all follow their, their solo, solo careers. careers. Yes. Much to Dio's uh, displeasure. I mean, he made the deal. Yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, he's, he's it was it was for Swamp Thang. That's yeah. what they wanted. This this sound, this camaraderie through through music, this brother and sisterhood. Yeah, not realizing that like that whole thing, like it might have been a slightly broken family dynamic that they had, but it, it yeah. worked for them. Uh, it made their music the thing that it was. It made for in interest. part because they, they, they shared so much in their lives. They were they were from similar backgrounds. They faced similar struggles. Yeah, they spent their school. whole lives yeah. together. Went to school together, yeah. And now, like, one of them's a skeleton, one of them's a vampire, and one of them's a werewolf, and one of them's a zombie, and they have to learn from the other members of the infernal circuit yes. uh, what that means. And now they have different life experiences yeah. and different priorities. Resulting in different bands, such as, um, well, my favorite was the the Werewolf Hippie Family Band. The, the Werewolf, who was originally the rather curiously named Tony the Tiger, like also not a very good nickname, it's but it just seems like, that they yeah, just came up with right on the things, spot and really like, didn't put a lot of thought uh, yeah. into. Once he got over the disappointment that he wasn't being transformed into a were-tiger, which he now knew existed, but no, he's a boring werewolf, but no. he very quickly found uh, uh, found love and companionship. Uh, uh, in what seemed to me a bit of a, an Anita Blake crossover, do you know Anita Blake? No, I'm not familiar. Oh, she's a she's a hero in a in a whole series oh. of books about her as a, a like an executioner or a, a federal marshal. Oh, I believe like that Veronica she Veronica Mars, but then what? Never mind. Keep going. Hamas. Veronica Mars. Oh, oh. I said, but... Well, yes. It's also like like Twilight, and then she has a, a vampire and a werewolf boyfriend, and more power to him. Yeah, I mean, we would too in that situation, and yeah. and so does and so does uh, Tony the Tiger, the werewolf, um, who, who very quickly well, because the uh, reproductive cycle of, uh-huh. of, of wolves is a bit shorter. Oh I mean, yes, he he can very quickly with his with his new uh, uh, mate and brood. 
um, start essentially the Partridge family as as werewolves. Well, more like the Brady Bunch, but you know. No, I think I was right with the Partridge family, which oh. are an actual family band on, on television. Oh, okay. But so the, it broke up into a number of other outfits, including uh, Zoltaire's um, Aberzombie and Stitch. <laughs> which, oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and uh, uh, Johnny Five Toes's Krankenstein. Oh. Ronnie himself starting the King's Feet. Because going like, you've got a little place called the King's Head and the King's Arm. And he goes like, there's no such thing as the King's Feet. So let's, <laughs> let's do that. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. done that before. I, I appreciate that it's described as, as essentially a, like a skeletal Kraftwerk. Yes. Uh, after the, uh, the German like super bizarre minimalist electro yeah, just like stand there still and like move as little as possible and to the great dismay of dio dante and like this this cool country band has now fallen apart into utterly undesirable music outfits that, some, something that's less than the sum of its parts yeah uh now of course i'm 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 fond of uh familial outfits so while i appreciate tony the tiger the werewolf's uh, uh family band like none of them are particularly good or successful and no this is a uh, an experience of much, dis- much to Dio's dismay, who I like had his reputation, a, a large chunk of his reputation, riding on the success of Trump thing. Yeah, in order to get dispensation to uh, uh, give the gift of the night to five uninducted strangers all yeah. at once, like they had to contribute something seriously, and I mean, instead like they he delivered, but it, like it then fell apart. Which is, uh, I guess, it's like the story of music that sort of rise and fall, and as gradually all of these rivals now. Um, who who blamed each other for for holding them back? Now realize that yeah. it was only through each other that they that they had yeah. uh, success until the inevitable uh, a comeback of the band, the, the reunion, the reunion yeah, of the band. Yeah, yes, yeah. of course. They they catch wind of uh, the upcoming infernal event, Death Aid, which is <laughs> 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 which uh, brings the. Uh, which brings them back together from their uh, broken individual careers. We have, we have Dio Dante uh, just trying to, uh, I don't know, trying to get money to starve Africa, no, to I mean, burn it's, it's crops. Like, it's, it's all in we case. need the money now. No, yeah, exactly. It's like it's all for assisted suicide. And like, yeah. oh my god, that got dark really quickly. Uh, but yeah, so they, they they find an opportunity where each of them was going to perform independently for uh, for Death Aid. And all of their 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 plans have fallen through yeah, until they, they find themselves kind of get there. Shoehorned together on stage and lots of sheepish looks. And uh, then Ronnie Redcap puts his yeah. red cap back on, grabs himself a banjo, yep. whispers off mic. Devil went down to Georgia, neighborhood of B, and off walks they go. up the stage like hey, we are we are swamp thing. Fuck. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Way to be stealthy. What were you doing? You're just trying to dispose of your pen for no reason. No, I was trying to throw it at the cat. <laughs> the cat's not bothered. No, no, no clearly not. She didn't even what did notice. it bounce off of? This oh, yeah, uh, Kay is doing some uh, administration to the uh, uh, the little librarianess who's who's doing things that she's not supposed to be doing. I like her little activation noise, the little brrr. Yeah, like a little booting sound. <laughs> yeah. So, right, yeah. as hard as it is to describe the, the, the glory of a reunion, like, music performance to a, to a roaring crowd... In text, oh yeah, uh, I think Mr. Mr. Gresham does a does a does a, he does a good job, pretty yeah. decent job. He manages to get the uh, the atmosphere, the enthusiasm, the relief, and the refound camaraderie yeah. of the band uh, back together. And it's like, especially how like they they yeah they have the whole 
kind of like schoolboy caught look, like when they look staring at each other on the stage and realizing that, like, yeah, they've said some they, horrible things to each other. And they've they all been really mean. foolish about it. Yeah. And, uh, it's a happy end, I'd say. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. Because it's not, like, in, in no case is it that one form of success invalidates a different one. Mm. Like, these other bands continue to exist. Except now everyone's, like, a guest a guest artist every now and again. And up, yeah. to, and up to five different. Uh, Tony the Tiger, the werewolf. Figures out electronica, so you can yeah. you can join along with uh, uh, Kingsfeet, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Johnny Five Toes joins joins Claxon uh, uh, Five, yes. finally making his name make just a tiny bit of Relevant, sense. Yes, uh, yeah. of course. Once he joins the 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 Klaxon Five, there are now six of them. So once again, his Five Toes doesn't make yeah, a lot well, of sense, yes. but like at least it comes together and they yeah, <laughs> they, they find themselves uh, uh, enriched by the experience. And, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for that kind of story. It's it's it's, it's a good way to uh, wrap it up. So, how should we rate this book? Oh, um, how many bones in a human body? Two hundred and seventy. Two hundred and odd. Yeah, I think it's low two hundreds. I think mm. I think high two hundreds is for children, but then a lot of them fuse oh, yes. over the over the course of your life because the the different bones of your skull, I think, even count as separate ones when you're a baby. You know, we've yeah, the fontanelle. fontanelle. Yes, two hundred and seventy bones at birth, and it decreases to two hundred and six. So we're both right. Whoa, yeah. we're both very close. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were like wow, very good on the. That's, that's more fusion than I thought there would be, but yeah, it's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so. Um, two hundred and six bones in the human body. Okay, yeah. Oh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think this uh, this is a, a highly book, rated it's, book. It's a book that matures well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've done some cracking puns here that I hope everyone can enjoy. Do we have a little recap of uh, uh, of some of our favorites? I really liked um, uh, Death Aid. Thank you. <laughs> that one really got uh, me. Also, it was kind of a missed opportunity that. While all of them take guest roles in each other's band, Johnny Five Toes never joins the King's Feet, which is which yeah. is the one. Like he joins well, the Claxon Five, turning it into the Claxon Six, six but messing it up again. I mean, messing it up. King's is Feet like would have been great. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bless him. He's like the lovable goof who like never gets it right. But I like that about this about this story. The one thing that I missed, and the one reason why I think that it misses out on sixty four bones out of the, yeah. out of the human body that it could otherwise achieve, is there's no resolution uh, with Six Dildo Bob, and to see that. what he's done with his yeah. life in the meantime. Well, maybe he like comes Dio's next little project. That's a shame that that never showed in the book. It's maybe very, maybe one day we'll have a, a sequel called yes. Eight Dildo Bob. Two more. That's dangerous, man. Yeah, but then then like if it's Seven Dildo Bob. Then you kind of know, okay, he's just moved on. If it's, yeah. if, you know, from six dildo bob, it's eight, eight dildo bob. He's like, wait, happened. what happened at seven? seven. Yeah, so that's, all, like that's, that's an entirely mystery. different story. That's a, yeah. Exactly. That's how you build narrative interest. Yes. So uh, speaking of narrative interest, while we here at Cover My Ass love being your dirty little secret, uh, we also enjoy it when you maybe mention us to a friend. And if that friend is like iTunes, and if you you whisper to them five stars, like that would be that would be pretty pretty groovy. And then something magical might happen, like on a warm sunny day, a happy little cloud sort of following you around to just offer you a little bit of shade every now and again if you feel like it. But not rain. Probably something cool will happen if you if you mention us to a friend. But but. Regardless of that, we are going to continue uh, uh, what we have in store for our readers next week. Right. Next week's book is by William Cook. It's his wonderful entrepreneurial advice, ducks and how to make them pay. 
ducks on how to make them pay, I think. And that about covers it. Thank you for joining us here at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed, but not read by yours truly's and our little librarianess. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we <laughs> only judge a book by its cover. Ducks on how to make them pay. I think Guinevere must have read that one. Oh, clearly. <laughs> Did you leave it out by accident? No.